It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 673 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, October 30th, 2022. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, resident Photoshop expert, and no longer at Marnus3 on Twitter. <laughs> no, no. Only Joe. How are you, Joe? Oh, I'm I'm a little burnt. I got a little scorched last Ooh, night. We'll talk about that in just a minute. <laughs> also joining us from uh, from the left coast, Justice Putnam. How are you, Justice? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be back. Glad to have you back. And also from down North Carolina way, T. Brown. Good to have you back, T. Hey, glad to be back. Love coming on. Glad to have you back. And from my old stomping ground, John Britovo, Blue Dot in Texas. How are you, John? I'm doing fine, Tim. Always a pleasure to be on your show, buddy. Glad to have you back. I, I saw you posted uh, that uh, somebody on TV mentioned the Blue Dot community. I was I was tickled to death. I had to rewind it like 15 times. It was uh, <laughs> David Urban, I think, on uh, State of the Union on, on uh, CNN last Sunday. And uh, I was sitting there listening to it on my iPad, and all of a sudden he started talking about uh, right-wing uh, Republicans, your moderate Republicans, and then your moderate Democrats, and then you have your blue dot Democrats. And I, whoa, what, what did you say? Blue dot? Blue dot. Yes, it, it did put a smile on my face. We're making an impact, baby, That's all good. of us. That's good, yeah. Well, so, you're going to be famous. Keep that shit going. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be a commentator on MSNBC. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, about the time are you shit me comes out of my mouth, they'll dump my ass. <laughs> On the other hand, they might make you end uh, Beal. You know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. It was it, uh, it's the first time I'd heard that, uh, those words spoken on a national uh, news network. So, yeah, uh, it, made, it made me smile a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, and uh, I was a little bit worried about you uh, last weekend because I saw the clips you posted of you riding around your truck at that parking lot of oh, the Trump Lord. rally. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I did not get the best of on tape. I was, uh, I had gone out there to the Trump rally in Robstown and, uh, I, I knew there was a counter protest going on, but I didn't know where it was. It was supposed to be on the fairgrounds is all it said. So here I am driving around, uh, the Trump rally with my, uh, I had my t-shirt on. I think you saw it probably all gave some, some gave all one head bone spurs. Right. I saw that. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And I had uh, I had done a, a little video going through the parking lot, and then I, I stood out there and did a little video across the street from the main event, but I was still in amongst the people behind me. And I recorded that, and then when I did, I started walking around, and uh, yeah, that's when the fuck you libtard shit started coming out. And yeah, when you showed the parking lot and all those trucks had like big old Trump flags on them, oh, I was just like, <laughs> Yep. Uh, it was the, the the air had a very strong tinge of shit uh, <laughs> that you just couldn't escape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always amazed at, at the expense that you have to spend for those monster trucks, oh. and not just the truck itself, but all of the accessories and everything and tires. Oh yeah. And then they're, you look at their armory and how much each of their weapons cost. I mean, where are these people getting their money? Yeah. Well, down here, it's from the oil field. <laughs> Yeah. Here you go. Notice how about you're paying for gas. Yeah. And they're driving yeah. around these big diesels that are five and a half, five dollars and fifty cents a gallon or, or more. Mm. 
they got money to burn, I guess. I yeah, guess rolling so. smoke. Yeah, those those big monster trucks like that. You're looking about ninety thousand. Yeah. To buy a new one. Yeah, you got you're you're well over a hundred thousand when it's decked out with like like does I say with tires and the headache rack and your bumper and your winch and you know then you got to throw in them big giant Trump flags you know mm. they're not cheap either <laughs> right <laughs> just remember if you take public transportation you are the elitist <laughs> elitist saving the environment and all what do you think you're doing yeah well there is no public transit down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Not out of here either, but it's a nice memory. Yeah. Well, John is always glad to have you back with us and uh, tell people where they can check you out. Well, you can find me still on Facebook under John Brivo, on uh, YouTube, a blue dot in Texas, on TikTok uh, at a blue dot in Texas, and uh, I'm still there on Twitter, although I ain't doing nothing, but I don't know. I think I'm going to take Joe's lead and just do me a really good video and then say, fuck you and go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk That'll about that. It. We'll talk about That'll that in just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Think that free speech will get across then? Yeah. All right. Mind it. Well, thank you, John. Well, there you go. Thank you, John. And T, what's happening down North Carolina way? I'm praying for uh, Sherry Beasley. Beautiful weather. Everybody's doing early voting. We're getting out in droves, which is a great thing. Yeah. And I'm still over on Twitter because I'm going to push the vote right to the last possible minute. Good going. We need everybody, even if they're on Twitter. Let's get them all. We'll just sink the ship as we're leaving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Find me over on Tribal, T. Brown, or over on YouTube, Tea Time with T. And on the Tickety Talk. Uh, on the tickety top at T Brown seven 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 seven. All right, thank you, T. Always glad to have you back. And man, like I say, I hope Sherry Beasley pulls it out. Man, she's great. I hope, baby. She is awesome. And Justice, what's happening out Oregon way? Well, we have an interesting gubernatorial election here. There are three women running for governor, a oh, Democrat. Yeah the maggot Republican and an independent who purported to be a Democrat from years ago, but she had the number one NRA NRA rating in Oregon, even among all the repugs. Hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, the owner of Nike Ray Knight, he's kind of a big wig here in Oregon. Hmm. And he threw money at both the maggot and the quote independent uh, millions and millions and millions of bucks, but, uh, maybe we'll get lucky. And, uh, I might've mentioned this before, but it could just as easily bleed, uh, votes from the independent and the maggot and the Democrat wins. The speculation is that some people are going to be confused and it'll bleed votes from the Democrat and then they can have the governorship and then they can have enough, Maggot repugs in the state house to basically nullify anything that we want to do. Hmm. So, so there's always, you know, the concern. Uh, I think that there's enough, I don't know, sensible people in the state, even among the supposed rural conservatives. Because I, I really think there's some people who were offended by, I don't know, bashing in the head of the husband of the Speaker of the House, no matter yeah, what right. party they are. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I, I keep saying, don't listen to the polls. Go yeah. and vote. 
That's cool. exactly the best thing you can do. And and that's that that's actually something. If I'm going to both sides something, maybe I might do it here. And that is, uh, we don't have time for doomsaying on our side. Right. Exactly. We don't we don't have time for any idea that maybe we might. I don't know. We're just not going to do it. So no, we need to vote Democrat up and down the ticket, and uh, yeah. And then, and then be ready for the onslaught of whining that we're going to get. Oh, okay. Lord, it's going to be loud. Mm. So, you know, that shouldn't be discouraging. That should be something that we actually should like to see. Well, right? I, was, I was thinking if, if Carrie Lake loses to, the, to Katie Dobbs in Arizona, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past her if she doesn't try to show up and be sworn in or do some kind of fake swear in. And, you know, and, you know, whatever. I mean, she's just, she's just, you know, Donnie boy is just waiting on this because as soon as this is over and all these little Republicans start whining about how the election was stolen from them, Donnie is going to gather those voices up and that's going to be his, the basis for his fucking next run. Well, did you, you, did you see Obama speaking yesterday? Oh God. Oh my God. I saw part of it. It was a barn burners in Wisconsin. Uh, And, and I will say. You know, Barack's uh, crowds are much larger than Trump's. So Trump is on the trail and he's supposedly going to be stumping, which is odd because he I also read what uh, Trump is uh, siphoning like big time bucks in from one pack into another, which basically means that all the money's going to go to him and he's not going to dole it out to anybody else, which is the norm. Well, I can tell you the bottom line is him going to stump for anybody. The people that are going to show up at that are the people that are already, that are his cult. Exactly. And and it's not going to make any difference. Well, part of it is just the intimidation factor is what I think it is. Well, and it's also the grift, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Because he's not giving those, he's not giving those, those events for free. I'm sure. Those are his rubes. Mm-hmm. He hates them because every grifter hates their rube. Yeah. But, uh, but um, they're necessary. So justice, so justice, tell people where they can check you out. You can find me still on Twitter. I'm not going to quit because, uh, look, I had crosses burned on our front lawn growing up. Am I going to let some blood emerald heir tell me? Well, maybe he will. But for now, I'm still on Twitter. At Justice Putnam, you can find me uh, on Netroots Radio and also on Daily Co's at Black Co's, where I am the poetry editor. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, Justice. And Joe, no longer monastery. Tell us about that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I, I am monastery. You are monastery. Uh, but I'm not represented as such uh, on Twitter anymore. And um, I'll tell you why. Um, so yesterday, well, the day before yesterday, I, I archive, I requested an archive of all my Twitter data and, uh, it takes about 24 hours and uh, yesterday I got it and I downloaded it. So I saved all my historical, uh, data right. from way back. Uh, then I said, well, I'm going to deactivate the, uh, the accounts. And I said, no. See, deactivating the account, you can always go back, right? Mm-hmm. It's open. And also, if you could go back, the, the enemy could come across too on the other side. Mm-hmm. So um, I sent my last tweet. 
pray tell, Joe, what did it say? Um, okay, it went something like this. I, I wanted to make sure that I burned the bridge. <laughs> but even more than burned the bridge, I wanted to make sure that even the ashes were gone. They oh. blew out in the wind. So I wrote this. I said, uh, this was to at Elon Musk. Is a fucking shit-eating, maggot-loving, vomit-inducing, venomous, corpse-eating, skull-fucking, cocksnot, ass-mucus, bitch-ass motherfucker. Damn, Joe. <laughs> Farewell, Twitter friends. And I hashtag oh, it. Goodbye, Twitter. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I the limits of that free speech stuff, huh? Goodbye, Twitter. Oh yeah, I, I, I think I went over the limits because I no sooner pushed the send button, and uh, I got a your uh, account has been permanently suspended. <laughs> shit! What am I going to do now? Well, I can't shit. even tell him. You don't fire me, I fire you. <laughs> <laughs> I burned you. Or as Seth Meyers always says on that one segment, you're burned. Yeah. Twitter said, no tweet for you. <laughs> no tweet for me. <laughs> wow. Well, good for you, Joe. Good for you is right. <laughs> what you think, baby. Yeah, because, you know, deactivate and they say, well, you have 30 days. You can always come back. You know, we'll miss you. No, you won't. <laughs> You won't miss me, you little skull fuckers. Yeah, when you sent me that, I went to, opened up Twitter, went to at Marnus3, and it says, there's a problem loading this page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you, you Well, anyway, you can find me on Facebook <laughs> until they toss me. And, and uh, you can find me on uh, WordPress, which I, I won't do anything on WordPress because, you know, I Publish the clown car update there yeah. every week. And uh, I'm not going to do anything to get myself thrown off. Uh, it came from Cleveland either. 7 <laughs> to 10 Eastern on uh, Radio for Humans because uh, they're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you. Uh, you yeah. like the you like the scum fucker, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, get a, you get a screenshot just for prosperity? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I screenshotted it before I sent it because I knew how swift. How swift <laughs> that bridge was going to go up. Isn't it weird? <laughs> they apparently don't have any moderators anymore, but they still got you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, they have they have moderators, obviously, because, yeah. well, I, I put kerosene, I put gasoline, <laughs> I put fuel oil, I used a, 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 a blowtorch, I used a flamethrower. There ain't no coming back. Yeah, tossed yeah. in a hand grenade just for fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. Thank you, Joe. You know what the fun will be now? What's that? Circumventing their ban by building fake accounts and doing it all over again. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I wonder how many times I could do that and get banned. Right. <laughs> uh, that whole stadium yeah. full of banned people. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm just curious to see if there's going to be a mass exodus. So. Well, I've been I've been bleeding followers, but I figure that they're bots. So could be who knows most of them. Yeah, and well, that's what some people. Uh, Laffy, do you know who Laffy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she said she lost six hundred just last night. Oh, really? Yeah, I was so. I was one of them. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, you were, I, I think that maybe you were one of the fifty or sixty I lost since this started. I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure, but you know, uh, it was worth it. <laughs> I used to do all those uh, those uh, videos for Laffy way back when. Yeah, yeah the blunt videos. Yeah. yeah, the blunt videos. I used to do them every week for her, and uh, oh well. I'll still do them. I, I would still do them, but I wouldn't put them on Twitter. All right. <laughs> yeah, you can. But no, I think that it's not all bots. I mean, but, you know, I'm, I was thinking, well, that's good if they're bots. But I think uh, they're bleeding, and we'll see, because it already wasn't a moneymaker, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was one of the, in fact, one of the worst uh, investments. Uh, Last I heard <laughs> is partners use bone saws to make sure you live up to your contract. Yeah, well, I saw the stock drop from... Six months ago, it was fifty-eight dollars a share. Now it's sixteen. <laughs> Ouch! So yeah, but that's um, Twitter. You know, the only reason he went follow through on buying it was they threatened to sue him for forty-six billion if he doesn't buy it for the forty-four billion he agreed to. Mm-hmm. So, well, the hey. other thing I'm looking forward to is apparently Jack Dorsey, the original CEO of Twitter is starting a new social media site called Blue Skies. And, Blue Skies. And it's, you can sign up for the beta when it's ready to go beta, into beta testing. I'll probably just wait till it goes live and just see how it is, see what it is. So I have no idea what it's going to be like. But uh, Blue yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. So. But anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. I'd, hold, I'd hold off because I've been hearing that Blue Skies is not a competitor to Musk, but a collaborator. Yeah, well, so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. So anyway, uh, and thank you, Joe. And you can follow me, Tim Cormall, on Facebook and Twitter for, for now. <laughs> if they let uh, one orange uh, MAGA man back on, yeah. I may not be on there much longer. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, Tim, if you want me to write your last tweet. I'll- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We'll see. I don't know if I want to. I want to. Burn that bridge in case in case uh, Musk ends up getting given up Twitter. Who knows? But uh, to uh, the Saudis, <laughs> right? Exactly, right. So anyway, TimCormall.com is the website for our show, and we're on Stitcher for your portable mobile, mobile device, as well as on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. And we're broadcast justice at Networks Radio. Thank you. Six thirty a.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Eastern on Mondays, as well as on Radio for Humans Mondays, Wednesday, eight thirty a.m. Eastern, and on Tuesdays, eight p.m. Eastern at RadioForHumans.com and we got a great Facebook page that Joe still runs for us for now. <laughs> we'll see. And with that, we are no longer doing all the Tweety. Yay! We're doing the Follow Me <laughs> Social Media Friend of the Week. So with that, follow me on YouTube, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Pinterest, follow me on Twitch, follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly, follow me on Reddit, follow me on the sidewalk, follow me on the road, follow me on WhatsApp, follow me on Daily Motion. follow Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> New theme, right? <laughs> so like we'll start with you. Who's your social media friend of the week? Ah, my social media friend of the week is Tab- Tabitha Speaks TV. She's both on um, on TikTok as well as over on Tribal. And on YouTube. And on YouTube, yeah, absolutely. All right, and I'll put links in the show notes to these where you can go on over and check them out. Give them a follow. Thank you, T. And let's go to uh, John, who's your Twitter friend, or uh, I should say Twitter friend, uh, your social media friend. I'm so my social media, my social media friend of the week 
is on TikTok, and she goes by at Snapback now. Uh, I that you know I I'm like everybody else. I you know I listen to her on on TikTok. I don't know her, but uh, I am one of seventy one thousand followers. She's got over a million likes on wow. on uh, TikTok, and and the biggest thing is I love it. She's from Texas. She uses her voice in such a, a entertaining way, and I, I think people would really get a big kick out of her. All right, at Snapback now on, t- on the Tickety Top. And Justice, who's your social media friend of the week? My social media friend of the week is DFH1 at Glenrig. They have an anthropology degree, history buff, Oilers fan. We'll, we'll let them go on that one. A social Democrat, K Hive adjacent, and they are up in Alberta, Canada. Uh, <clears throat> so that's my friend of the week. On, they're still on Twitter so far. And if they get, if I find out that they're on some other social media platform, maybe we'll just uh, give that too. All right. At Glenn Rigg on Twitter. Again, these links will all be in the show notes at TimCormo.com. And Joe, who are you going with this week? Uh, On Facebook, I was going with Bob Seska. Because I like Bob Seska. He's great. Yeah. And I'll put a link at, he's uh, bob.seska.7 on Facebook. And uh, my my friend this week is uh, on Twitter still, Hunter W. <laughs> and uh, I picked him because uh, he tweeted a uh, video of Ted Cru- uh, of Ted Cruz. It says Ted Cruz Ted Cruz got one fan and a lot of booze while leaving a tied game at the top of the sixth inning. <laughs> I am so proud of my Yankee fans. Yes. Yeah, he thinks he's going to be president one of these days. Not with, yeah. people, not with voters like that. Think again, right? <laughs> yeah. What an asswipe! <laughs> what a what a dick! Yeah. All <laughs> right. So he's Hunter W on the Twitter machine, and uh, with that, John, are you ready to uh, give us a uh, a rant? Oh hell! I've been cranking it lately. I'm pissed. All right. Let's see what's happening. How would you like to suck my butt? Hmm, there you have it, right? Boy, howdy shit. Well, the sun is shining. Had a front come through. Got air got a little cooler. It was feeling pretty good around here. But it's not feeling good around the country, baby. Story coming out of San Francisco this morning about Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, being attacked in his home by somebody politically motivated on the right to go in there and, and start screaming, where's Nancy? Paul Pelosi was was injured by a hammer. Really? A hammer. When the cops got there, they were fighting over the hammer. The whole thing's on 911 recording, I imagine, because uh, Paul Pelosi called the police. It's a scary scenario there, baby. The discourse in our country, the political divide, what it's come to. It's scary out there, baby. It isn't my house, I know that. 
I've put myself out there. I've used my voice. People know who I am, and in this area, that's not a popular thing, baby. But I stand my ground, baby. I use my voice because I do believe that the voice, the, the word is more powerful than the, the sword. And, and, and isn't that how our country was formed? It was founded upon words on paper, baby. We the people, and endowed with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, nowadays, this is changing a little bit nowadays. Nowadays, it, it, it's become a divide in this country, and it started. It started a long time ago. The actual birth of this crap was when Obama was elected and the Tea Party came along, and oh my God, they, they evolved into what we have today. Mm-hmm. A right-wing <clears throat> nut job party that is hell-bent on day win, regardless of democracy, baby. We don't believe in democracy anymore. That's what they say. They don't think a vote, your voice counts. Shit, no. They're not into that 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 democracy. That that's when people, you know, we we we, we determine our own way in this world. That the, the majority votes and whoever the majority is, that's who wins. That's who guides our country. That's who the overwhelming majority of us decide what we want to do. But nowadays, that's not good enough, baby. And here we are. Are we are are, are we facing political violence in the street? Or if you listen to the right wing nut jobs over there, the word civil war keeps popping up over there. Really, really. That's how far you're willing to take this bullshit from a, a con man, a liar who sold you a bill of goods, and you're willing to destroy this country on his word? That's sad, baby. Don't tell me you you, you believe in democracy. Don't tell me you believe in the, in the Constitution or any other. You, know, you can wave the flag and fly eagles all day long. It doesn't convince me of shit. What convinces me is your belief in this system that we have, because if you lose belief in it, the whole thing falls apart, baby. Mm-hmm. Democracy is based upon the 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 the, the need that, that it be believed in, that the people speak and the people's voices is followed. If that stops, baby, if we start have legislators start tossing out votes because you know they know better, then we're in deep shit, baby, and we will no longer have a democracy. We can't give in to people who want to use violence. We must stand together. And we must keep this fight going forward. We use it with our voice, baby. We use it in the ballot box in the way this democracy was formed, the way that we believe it should work. Anyway, it's Friday, baby. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your beverage, your your relaxation method, whatever it is that you're doing. Do it well and enjoy it. But get your ass out there and vote, baby. Right. Because I'm counting on you, baby. I need your help. We all do. We'll see you later. Amen. Amen. Yes, Tom. Thank you, sir. Yes, Tom. I can't say beer and butt on TikTok. Right. <laughs> so I have to do a video and then cut the first part of it when I'm drinking my beer and lighting my butt. Then we got to cut that part out before we put it on TikTok. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I've been warned. So, yes. Well, you told us about thank that. you, yeah. Tim, and, and, and please, to everybody listening. I say it over and over. This is the most consequential midterm election I've ever had seen in my lifetime. I'm almost 70. That's a lot of elections, baby. Mm-hmm. We need you out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if I might add real quick, you know, Obama in the last few days has been on a stump. And his big message is that we cannot give in to the cynicism that they want us to have about our form of government. Mm-hmm. 
that we have to have a fundamental belief that our form of government works and we are the ones that make it work. Yes. If we lose that justice, we lose it all. That's right. Because if we lose that, then it's easy for their state legislators to take over and and we'll determine it. Y'all just go about your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can't have that shit. Well, I'll tell you what. If that happens, I think they're going to see an uprising in this country like they ain't seen before. I believe so. As mm -hmm. well it should. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at the next two years ahead of us. This is going to be rough, baby. This is going to be a time uh, that is really going to test the metal of this country. Test democracy itself. Because we all know. With 30-some-odd Republicans out there, the election deniers that are running, especially the biggest one, that Cary Lake out in Arizona, if they don't win, baby, it's going to be a constant scream of, of, of voter fraud and election fraud that was stolen, and Donnie is going to gather those voices up, baby. Yep. So we need to Record be ready. Record early voting. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and speaking of that, hasn't that been off the hook? Yes. Everywhere I'm here, it's been record turnout just about. Yeah, I got a, I got a tweet on mon on Monday from our good buddy Seth Seth P twenty three, and he right. went he went to the library to vote at three p.m. on Monday, thinking it would be quick, and he said he got there and the place was mobbed. Boy, three p.m. on a Monday. Love it. Love so, it. People are motivated in Georgia. Yes, there's a very good reason for that. People have realized that they're talking about sunsetting Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And they didn't think about that. There are older people right now and people about to retire going, uh, uh, no, right. we didn't say anything about that. Well, and also row, row the vote. You know? Yeah. Yes. I think I think the polls are not reflecting uh, what's going to happen. I think there is a, a huge... Mm -hmm. uh, motivator for people to get out and vote and i don't think it's it, it's motivated by republicans and they're screaming well do you see that i think it's do you see that the governor of south carolina said in the debate that he believes marriage is between a man and a woman hasn't that ship sailed yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought we, we thought roads had sailed i wonder if he'll no, evidently not they're gonna back up everything they can baby hmm. i wonder i wonder we if won't have a, they won't have a sequel to mr ed mm. we thought Rights Amendment was done, and that comes up to the Supreme Court tomorrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. affirmative action. Yeah, affirmative right. action. Yep. <clears throat> well, and I'm worried about this. We one. find ourselves in a place we never thought we would be. I'm worried about this well, one coming up in December about whether state legislatures can overthrow the, the will of the people. There you go. And the courts, and it would prevent the, the the state courts, Supreme Court, from having anything to, any say in it. Gerrymandering. The legislature can just do whatever they want with no accountability. Yeah. Which all goes back to mm -hmm. the Civil Rights Act, mm -hmm. which also goes to your right to marry who you want to marry. It's your private business. Yep. It sounds like it sounds like what they did to reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Joe Biden did an interview with Jonathan Capehart. Did you guys see that? Yes. Yes. And uh, John asked him this. Mr. President, I'll be honest. I'm scared. Millions of Americans are scared. They're concerned about the, the concerted attacks on democracy, on, on voting, um, and how that's going to impact the midterm elections. We're seeing everything from Governor DeSantis's election police force arresting people for alleged violations of voter, uh, voter fraud. Um, we're seeing um, election workers quitting 
because of threats. And then on top of it, you've got election deniers up and down the ballot uh, running for election. A good chunk of them could win. So why shouldn't we be scared? Well, I think we should be concerned. Look, uh, there's nothing automatic about democracy. Remember when you're in undergraduate school, they talk about every generation has to protect democracy. Well, it really does. And I think we're at one of those inflection points in history where we've reached a point where there has been such a division that uh, you have what I call the, uh, the mega mega Republicans who are, uh, think that it's all right to threaten violence, think it's, that's not inappropriate, talk about how they are concerned about security, but yet you saw what happened on January 6th, the whole world saw it. Um, and, uh, but I, I think there's reason for concern, but I'm optimistic about two things, Jonathan. Number one, we've been here before, um, and, uh, and I, I believe that the essence of who we are as a nation, the soul of our country, is really about our commitment to the basic fundamental elements that make us Americans, which is the idea of fairness, decency, honesty, and, and it's, it's, I think is baked in to the majority of the American people. And, uh, and I think as long as we take seriously the threat, I don't think the threat can come to fruition. Let's hope and pray. That's hope. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, President Obama speaking in Michigan and Wisconsin yesterday, he said it, you know. Do you want a Congress that spends all of their time owning the libs? Or do you want a Congress yeah. that's going to fix the roads, fix the bridges, you know, guarantee a woman's or anyone's right to make medical decisions with their doctor? You know, the I mean, Republicans have no platform they're running on. Yeah, nothing. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. Carrie Lake they have no solution. She's nothing. All she does is throw bombs. All she, that's and she's a stunt. She's just like Marjorie Taylor Greene and all that lot. Sarah Palin was whining about you know the fact that Alaska now has ranked choice voting. Oh, it's unfair. Blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, it's just. I'm telling you, if she loses, she's gonna. She is gonna throw stunts. She's. She, I would be surprised. Right, to, baby. She's gonna it's show gonna up stunts, at the inauguration. It's not gonna be hand grenades. She's gonna try to destroy as much as she possibly can. She's. She'd she show up and try to be sworn in. You know, even though she lost. I mean, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a crazy. Gotta hand it to Carrie Lake though. She does pull off the uh, Nazi dominatrix a lot better. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good at that role. Tell you who she is. Wasn't she a Democrat at one time? Yeah, right. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then uh, Mike Lindell was speaking. And encourage everyone you know to vote the day of the election, not before. Very important, everybody. The media is all over there attacking me for telling you all that. If you get a mail in vote or whatever, mail in ballot, just bring it with you to make sure if they tell you, oh, you already voted, say, no, I didn't. And you go to your local sheriff. Sheriffs are going to bring, sheriffs and judges, I believe, are going to bring this country back. I just, they just gave me a little badge, Brian. I love it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm semi official. Oh, yeah, he got a fake badge, just like Herschel. <laughs> Don't it's vote. It's to be a popular thing amongst Republicans. Huh? Don't early There's vote. A- and if you get a ballot in the mail, call your sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Protest Wait, that stuff. I'm sorry. Does he not realize you can't do that in Ohio? <laughs> it's illegal to bring your ballot with you? Oh, I did not know that. I did not know that. I don't live in Ohio, but, you know. 
Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What better words, Teresa, to describe all of it? Yes. Oh, my God. How about Are you shit, There is a weird... (laughs) Isn't it a weird kind of strategy that they're having? Maybe it's not obviously intended, but by turns, they're trying to keep their voters from going to vote in hopes that maybe we will be discouraged or not vote. While at the same time, setting up their voters for committing crimes. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, just as T just said, I mean, it's illegal. So to, who's in charge know. of the asylum? There you go. Well, you know yeah. what it is? It's also a fundamental disrespect for everything that America is. And that's why I don't really consider this group of maggot insurgents to be real Americans. No, and I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm, oh, I'm right to, there with you, Justice. I we're supposed to time. reach across the aisle and shake hands with Nazis? Oh, no, no, no. You don't negotiate with Nazis. Nazis yeah. will stab you in the face if given a chance. Right. Well, listen and to they what will. listen to what Liz Cheney said. All right, let's talk about a speaker, Kevin McCarthy. You clearly think this is a, a mistake uh, that he will. Uh, you, you are concerned about his speakership. What specifically concerns you? Well, look, the speaker is second in line to the presidency. And at every moment uh, since, frankly, the aftermath of the election in 2020, uh, when uh, Minority Leader McCarthy has had the opportunity to do the right thing or do something that serves his own political purpose, he always chooses to serve his own political purpose. And, you know, that extends to what we've seen just in the last few days with these comments about uh, aid to Ukraine, the idea that somehow the party is now no longer going to support the Ukrainian people, which, you know, for somebody who has a picture of Ronald Reagan on the the wall of his office in the Capitol, uh, the notion that now Kevin McCarthy is going to make himself the leader of the pro-Putin wing of my party is just a stunning thing. Uh, it's dangerous. He knows better. But the fact that he's willing to go down the path of suggesting that America will no longer stand for freedom, mm-hmm. I think, tells you he's willing to sacrifice everything for his own political gain. Do you think at all this is just gamesmanship? He just wants the Democrats to do it in the lame duck? Or do you think this is a reflection of an isolationist streak that's actually taking hold inside the Republican Party? We certainly have isolationists inside our party. They, we have isolationists inside the Democratic Party as well. Uh, but but leaders have to lead. And when you have the leader of the Republican Party suggesting that, that we can play with the fire of isolationism, suggesting that somehow the American people will not support uh, the fight for freedom, which is the front lines of freedom right now happening in, in Ukraine, the battle between uh, Putin and Zelensky. And uh, the notion that he would be willing to embrace that, to enable it, um, tells you he's just not fit for the office. Trump University. Go pricks. Go pricks. Go pricks. Ah, yes. Go pricks. That yeah. plays, you know, exactly what the uh, justice was just talking about. Yeah. They've lost their sense of patriotism. Well, is Cheney... This well, well, also think of, uh, I'm sorry, Tim, for no. jumping in here, but just uh, I'll make this point real quick. The reason there was such a delay on Republican leadership in condemning, and they still haven't, of course, condemning the violence that was per- perpetrated on Nancy Pelosi's husband when, look, they, that they were, they, <clears throat> it was Nancy Pelosi who was uh, uh, the target in this. Let's not forget that. Somebody came to assassinate the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. second in line after the Vice President, to take over, you know, if anything happens, in the, you know, to our President. So, 
but the the point being is that the reason that they delayed giving any of this, you know, sympathy is because sympathy on the maggot Republican side is a detriment. Mm-hmm. It is so close to the election, they can't afford to have anybody peeling off because they express sympathy and care for uh, a compatriot uh, there in government. And I, I, you know, I'm not a big believer that we have some sort of animated soul, but if we do, they certainly are soulless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, though, is that, you know, I think she just did what uh, she's doing, what Joe did when he walked across that bridge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so well, for the first time, she's backing the Democrat, I believe, in a Florida race. Is that where that is? Yeah. Would you see Lisa Murkowski's backing um, Mary, the new Democrat that that won the House seat? Up in, there in, in, in Alaska, Alaska, yeah, yeah. A yeah, few yeah. people within the Republican Party have drawn a line, mm-hmm. and let's hope that continues. And uh, you know, persuading more people to come across that line. Yeah, and Mitch McConnell endorsed um, Lisa Murkowski, and so the the Alaska Republican Party censured him. <laughs> Boy, howdy. the leader of the- talk about infighting! <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and and let them tear themselves was- apart until they learn. Yeah, I guess that puts yeah. a lie to the Dems and disarray, but we'll read about it above the fold in the New York Times. Yeah, well, and uh, Nancy Pelosi told Jonathan Capehart this. Well, speaking take of to speaking bank. of democracy on the ballot. <laughs> All right, take it to the bank. I have to ask you about the January 6th committee. On Friday, they officially subpoenaed Donald Trump. Do you think he'll actually appear for the deposition? And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't? I don't think he's man enough to show up. What was, I'm sorry, Madam Speaker, I, I, I literally could not hear what you said. I said, you asked me if I thought he was going to show up, and I said, I don't think right. he's man enough to show up. I think his lawyers will want him to show up because he has to testify under oath. But I don't, I don't think he'll show up. I don't think he's man enough. We'll see. We'll see if he's man enough to show up. And the public should make a and judgment. Then, no one is above the law. If we believe that, then they should make a judgment about how he responds uh, to that request. And if, he, and if he doesn't respond to that request, what should the American people take from that? I should take that he thinks that he is above the law. Uh, whatever actions the committee may take is up to them. I've kept my distance from their decision-making. Uh, but whatever uh, they decide uh, will also send a message about his respect. He isn't honoring the oath we take to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's a serious oath that we all take. And uh, uh, clearly he... Most of us have more respect for the office he held than he had. But why are we talking about him? We're talking about the future. Babies born now will live into the next century. We're going to make sure that we have a world that is safe for them, a democracy that is strong for them, and values that uh, are respected, the dignity and worth of every, every person. Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, and boom boom shakalaka goes right there. There you have it. 
Man. Yeah, got it, baby. Yeah, I don't think more, he's mad enough. We, we need to hear more language like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's mad enough. <laughs> okay. I think wow. he's a wimp. Then he does. <laughs> wow. And the truth of the matter is, she's right. God, that's right. Yeah. He is not man enough. He can't do it. He can't do anything under oath. He's going to shoot himself in the foot. So, yeah. His lawyers know exactly what will happen. That's why... They're pulling, you know, he's got some high powered lawyers in some of these deposition cases mm-hmm. just to run out the clock. He's hoping that's, if I can run out the clock after the midterms, well, it's I, I all hope going that's away. the game right there with him. And I'm sure he can do a little dance with Kislyak and uh, Lavrov. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope those lawyers got paid in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that one that did. Nowadays. Yeah. One did, and they weren't listening to him. And, Yes. Well, and then uh, and then Al Franken and Scott Jennings had a spar on uh, with Jim Acosta on CNN. I was going to say, shouldn't your advice be to Republicans, you're a Republican, to tell them to stop foisting this big lie that the election was stolen? That's why we're seeing this. That's why we're seeing armed guy outside of vote guys outside of voter booths. That's why secretaries of state that are running under the Republican banner. Are who are running are saying the election was stolen. That's the threat. And you need to say that. You need to say the election wasn't stolen. Scott, do you want to reply to that? Yeah, sure. I I mean, I'm I'm long on the record as uh, having opposed what happened on January the 6th. I don't believe the election was stolen. I believe uh, Joe Biden won the election. I also believe... Uh, everybody else who was running down the ticket, I think, I think all the races were uh, were fairly uh, contested. I do think there were individual cases of issues out there, but nothing on the scale that would overturn the outcome of an election. So, uh, I agree with you, what Senator. Do you mean by I, think, that? Uh, I think the election uh, was not stolen. Okay, well, but so many, like an amazing number of Republican candidates say the election was stolen. And that's dangerous if we're electing people, especially to administer our elections. That's right. The candidate for secretary of state in Michigan, the candidate for secretary of state in Arizona. Those Republicans are saying the election was stolen. They're they're spouting the big lie. How can we allow them to be administering our elections? Well, and we're showing to our viewers right now election deniers in, in midterm races. You can see this up on screen. Secretary of State, 11 of 27 Republican candidates uh, running for governor, 22 of 36 Republican candidates. And in the U.S. Senate, 19 of 35 Republican candidates. Scott, is it a, is it a larger institutional problem now in the Republican Party? Uh, I do think there are uh, a lot of people who believe that the 2020 election was not fairly contested. I'm not one of them. Uh, I believe it basically was fairly contested and that Joe Biden won. But you're absolutely right. Uh, It is a widespread belief. It's not a correct belief, but it is a widespread belief. I think at the end of the day, the correct message for the Republicans ought to be that uh, everybody who's a legal voter should be able to vote. All votes should be counted fairly and in a timely fashion. And all the laws that are applicable in any state and jurisdiction should be followed. Uh, and executed to the best of the ability of the people who are on the ground and uh, sworn in to uh, execute those laws. That, it's a, you know, easy to vote, hard to cheat. I mean, it is a basic message that a lot of Republicans use, but they all should use it. And to me, it's, uh, it's the correct one that would resonate with the most Americans. Why are we hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Why are we hearing that? Hmm. Well, because uh, the dearth of any civics education at any level anymore. Hmm. I mean, see, this, this is somewhat of a problem. I mean, that we have to give folks a crash course on basic American civics so they understand the severity of what may befall them if they do not act. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a so, tough road to go down, really. But on the other hand, if I want to take Obama optimism here, that shouldn't stop us from trying to convince a few people mm-hmm. on our own. Because I, th- I think we have more participation now, especially in the younger generation, than we've had in, in, in generations. Well, uh, it, in, in some of the exit polling or whatnot, I mean, it, you're not calling people people up on the phone, but it looks like uh, 20 to 30-year-old women are coming out in droves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I mean. It, it, you know, the, the, age, the younger voters are now coming out more. And, and I think they're motivated not only by Roe, uh, but what they see is a general uh, – foulness coming out of the Republican Party. Yeah. It, it's all about hate over there. They, like I said, they have no platform for anything. They're not talking. They're talking. They're trying to push the crime and the border and anything else that can scare an American. Yep. Well, I but think they're a, not. I think that, a, that's actually why a voice like Liz Cheney, and I can't believe I'm giving Liz Cheney props. I, I'm right there with you, Justice. But yep. that's because because there's enough people on the Republican side who go, my God, this is a woman that would shoot a deer in the face with Dick. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's saying it's bad. Maybe it's Talk really about bad. Republican. She yeah. is. Well, but th- she is what a Republican used to be. Well, I think it was on the Stephanie Miller show. I heard them speculating that a lot of, you know, suburban women who their husbands – you know, tell them to vote Republican. They're going to say yes, dear, and go into the go into the yeah. booth and, yeah, I and, how much and of mark, that's mark be the blue. You know, because <laughs> they're pissed you know, about on the same. Uh, you know, women do have a, have a powerful voice, and especially within the home. Uh, you know, we, we there are is situations a lot when when uh, the husband and wife might disagree on, on politics somewhat, but generally uh, going in the same direction. But uh, I don't know where it is in most houses, but if my wife were set down the foot and say something about somebody, well, I'm going to pay attention. To right? <laughs> She's cooking my dinner, done. Right. And, uh, and that's we, that, we that's take why, heat. That's why organizations like True the Vote, you know, yeah. which is run by that couple, uh, yeah. targets you know the women in the household to give them the basic fear of you know the racial fear, the you know whatever. Uh-huh. But um, but I, I I agree with you because uh, by and large I think there are a lot of folks a little offended about all all of this that's going on, mm-hmm. and because of the Paul Pelosi attack being so recent, you know we only speak so much about it. But uh, what I've been getting is that the media won't tell you what the insiders are are talking about that this particular incident is going to have a big impact in the polls. I think that this is, you know, the line in the sand. This is sleeping giant because it Mm -hmm. needs to be. Yeah. Because the bad thing about the Supreme court doing their row thing, in some ways it came a little too soon because Mm -hmm. people, you know, get complacent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Can you imagine if it would have come out last month? But you know, these October (laughs) surprises. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, 
Bef- Joe, before we get to the uh, the clown car segment, which you got a great one for us today. <laughs> yeah. um, Morning Joe had on Elise uh, Elise Jordan, and uh, this is a bit of a long clip, but she came to to the Pittsburgh. They said the Pittsburgh area, <laughs> and I said when I saw this, I said she was in Beaver County. <laughs> <laughs> strong republican old in the suburbs of pittsburgh but uh but she inter- interviewed these republican voters and listen to what they said thank you so much for giving us this platform to discuss what people are saying and this is not an insignificant portion of the electorate it's i believe upwards of 65 percent of republicans and so when we were in pennsylvania in a focus group of pittsburgh voters who all voted for donald trump Everyone thought that the election was not free and fair in 2020, the result being that Joe Biden was elected president. And so we have some of that right now that we are going to listen to. And then we hear their thoughts on January 6th and the insurrection at the Capitol. Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. doors. So, I mean, I, they opened the gates. So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no. No. if no, they participated in January 6th. He didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one know. that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police. Not our <laughs> That's, That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. Attack. That's not. That's, that's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a true. lot like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot. Except on the <laughs> it looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to being. Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Rocket just because burns. just because I, one side that you no, disagree with. I'm saying okay Antifa for, infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less. Yeah. That, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen, and people should not be being held political prisoner. Uh, because of it for misdemeanors that's east germany that's east germany tactics yeah that's what's scary let me stop this and say the guy who beat michael fanone got seven and a half years in prison for beating the police officer wait a minute minute. he shouldn't have been a police officer maybe he shouldn't have been a police officer what is wrong with these people (laughs) they are obviously being programmed by right-wing media they've lost their their any sense of, of dignity left in their brain. Seriously. And, and stopping the certification of the electoral vote because they didn't get their way is not redressing their grievances. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, let's go on here. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. No. And the other ones <laughs> that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate in your eyes because... I feel like is using it as their Reichstag fire. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I don't think so, no. I don't think so. It started while he was still speaking. 
I was actually there. No, I, didn't. I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump, the little Diana. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. Yes, Why he did. So? No, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm-hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol. That's not what he said. Maybe like, y'all forgot the peacefully It had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. You were there Kiss that day. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> no, I mean, why, why, why would he tell people to do that? Why, why, why did the people who did that not wait around for him to tell them to do that? He said that around the end of his speech, if I remember correctly. It, it, it happened before he even said that, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think it, the it, timeline, it, didn't he speak? Because he was back at the White House and then he tweeted. So he yeah, tweeted. Yeah, but after. People were still there. And stuff, yeah. But, it's, but it started while he was still speaking. And, and, and they talk about the fact that, oh, he didn't do anything for this amount of time. It's like, well, he was giving his speech and. Why did Nancy Pelosi deny his request? Actually, we have several thousand National National Guard troops. Yeah. Well, it actually isn't in Pelosi's power to deploy National Guard. She's Speaker of the House. She has no authority over that whatsoever. And frankly, I think that's a good thing. But Mm -hmm. well, then, but even so, isn't she in charge of security? If there was that great of a risk that she was offered them, then why didn't she? preemptively beef up Capitol Police. Right. But she does have this she authority to these do. These people didn't watch the January 6th hearings. Obviously. Capitol Police are there. Uh, uh, but apparently they were taken off guard. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, you know, this is, uh, I really don't know where to start here. <laughs> right. Uh, it's Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's Democratic operatives' fault. It's the poli- Capitol Police's fault. Um, you go through all of this, Elise. And then we hear things like um, it's a fundamental right to peacefully protest, that they were peaceful protests. Uh, and these people are political prisoners of that locked up. Uh, and um, that, again, they're, they're, they're saying it just that, that they were mainly peaceful protests and that nobody died except for a protester. There are four cops who died. And one of those cops died after an interaction here, and his family sure as hell believes uh, he died the next day, that it was directly related to this. I, I really, I don't really know, this is just one of these moments, and again, I have friends and family members that think like this. I don't know where they're getting their information. Fox News. Uh, but I'm reminded as they're trying Carlson. to blame everybody uh, from Antifa to Nancy Pelosi that it was Kevin McCarthy who was screaming at the top of his lungs along with other Republicans who were besieged inside the Capitol building while all of these Trump supporters were going in trying to kill Mike Pence and other people. After Donald Trump at, told them to go Don- to the Capitol. After Donald Trump told them uh, ahead of time uh, to do it. And by the way, the timeline some of those timelines were just absolutely bizarre, uh, saying, oh, no, this all happened uh, while Anything Donald Trump was still speaking. Anything to take speaking. the blame off of Trump supporters. But, but yeah, and, and, and saying that Donald Trump couldn't stop this when we, we know, we just know, was a, a matter of fact that when he told them to leave, they left. So 
Um, this is, again, you've done a great job. I know it's disturbing to a lot of people, but I will tell you, this is what I hear all the time, personally. And you just, I just have to stop, you know, communicating on issues like this with friends if I want them to remain friends because they've been lied to. Uh, and they either they eagerly accept that lie or they've been duped into believing mm -hmm. that these were just peaceful protests uh, and that uh, uh, breaking through windows and, and beating the hell out of cops is okay. That's that's the message that they sent, that this was much ado about nothing. Yeah, when I saw that video on Monday of them, because they played it all day on MSNBC of those people, I just was like, I apologize, America. <laughs> yeah. And I was it's just sad. And I was just like, huh. no, but they're no, still, they're still uh -uh. getting it pumped out. No, 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 ma'am, no, sirree, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That was just right, a bunch of nonsense. I'm sorry, they're political prisoners, but they're Antifa. Yep. Well, Joe Scarborough said, I don't know where they're getting this. Turn on Fox News. Turn on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Turn on, turn on Sean Hannity. Turn on Laura Ingram. All these people. You know, they visit True Social. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, go see where it's all stemming from. Mm -hmm. He's still out there doing this shit. Mm -hmm. When he was here in Robstown, I don't know if anybody heard the speech when he made it here, but man, boy, howdy shit. If that ain't a call to fucking arms. Yeah. Donnie doesn't, I don't think he's much interested in winning the next election. Mm -hmm. he's, he's concerned with raising take. an army to take it. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Joe, since it's Halloween tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shall we get, shall spooky, we go buddy. see uh, how spooky the clown car is? Uh, yeah, let's go. All right. You want to do your intro first? Yes. Well, tomorrow is Halloween, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's trick or treat season. Mm -hmm. And in my neighborhood, it's already been a very busy weekend with trick or treaters ringing my doorbell. And really? Practicing, are they, Joe? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, as you know, John, I live in a really redneck neighborhood. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so some of the costumes can be really scary. Oh, shit. You better oh, have yeah. be riches. You know, like a Trump campaign rally. Mm. Yes. Scary Full of crap. That. Full yes. of really serious. Yeah. Yes. Scare. Scare. Yeah. So I thought this year I would record some of my experiences of some of the people that came to my door and share them. With you on the clock car update I'm today. Glad you did. That, so, uh, uh, Tim, play some of my favorites that I gave. Uh. All right. Oh, basically. little U.S. Marshal with a bunch of little envelopes marked U.S. Department of Justice. <laughs> well, kids, open up your little Velcro envelope flaps and let's see who's inside. Wow! They're grand jury subpoenas and they want their treats now. <laughs> you better give this bunch some candy or you'll end up in a cell with Steve Bannon. <laughs> oh, shit. Who can that be? Well, what do we have here? A big football player with a bunch of little football players. <laughs> so who are you supposed to be? 
Oh, Herschel Walker and all his little walkers. <laughs> and don't worry if you're out of candy. They'll take child support payments or a check for an abortion. <laughs> but I'm confused. Why do your jerseys say MS? Mississippi? I thought you played for Georgia. Oh, that means me, Senator. <laughs> Who can that be? Wow, it's six little kids in robes. Grim Reapers? No? Oh, it's the Supreme Court conservatives. And you better treat these kids, because if you don't, they'll take your rights away. Or worse, they'll let Ginny Thomas throw ugly scarves all over your trees. <laughs> Who can that be? A little man in a tuxedo with a bunch of high school cheerleaders. Why, it's Mac Gates and his dating pool. Oh, don't worry if you're out of candy. He'll accept payments on Venmo. <laughs> Who can that be? Wow, a bunch of kids in camo and riot gear. Are you guys from the military? No. Oh, you're January 6th rioters. I better give these guys a treat, He's or they'll ransack my house. Yeah. And who's that you have all tied up in the back? Oh, Mike Pence. Pence, they got him. Who can that be? Why, it's a headless man. Oh, wait. He does have a head. It's just stuck up his ass. <laughs> Who are you supposed to be? Oh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, what's all the luggage for? Oh, Cancun. That's right. <laughs> Who can that be? There's a bunch of boxes hiding in my bushes. Oh, there they are. Why, there are cartons full of classified documents hiding in my front yard. Come on in, kids. And flip open your lids and let's see who's inside. Why, it's China and Iran's nuclear secrets. I'll give you kids the whole bowl of candy for those. <laughs> what? You already sold them to the Saudis next door? For two billion dollars? Is that you, Jared? It's Slam the door! <laughs> Well, <laughs> that was just a little sample <laughs> of those little maggot bastards who have defiled my front porch so far this year. They're coming no back, worries, Joe. Because we all know what comes from little maggots, right, John? Yes, we do. They grow up to be dung-eating houseflies, just like That's their parents. <laughs> Damn, Joe. Everybody get ready. It ain't over, buddy. They're coming back. Yeah, I think the scariest, uh, the scariest uh, door knock you had was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, Lucifer oh, in the flesh. <laughs> Lucifer in the flesh. Well, oh yeah. I can't wait till he, I got years left to him. I'm embarrassed for my state every time that man rides. Oh, yeah. But I do love New York for what they did to him. Yes, <laughs> that was great, Joe. Oh man, that was Outstanding. awesome. Outstanding. So happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you get better trick or treaters than that. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Oh my gosh. So it's debate season again. So did yeah. you see Charlie Chris and Ron DeSantis? One minute. Well, that's interesting. I would agree with your wife. You should have done that the first year you were in office. I mean, aren't you supposed to be helping us all four years instead of just the last year? <laughs> and Ron, Ron, you talk about Joe Biden a lot. I understand. You think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused. But you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. 
You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Oh, can't do that. <laughs> yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? Do you see that? It's face? not a tough I'm... question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Time? Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. That's the best you can come up with. answer the question. That's the best you can come That's the best you can come up. Did you see the look on his face? It was a look. Yeah. It was a look of I've been I've been surrounded by yes men for my whole career in in as governor, and and everybody always stands behind me, and, and you know when I give a speech and it's like oh you're rah rah rah, first time he's challenged the look on his face, he is not presidential. <laughs> the look on his face reminded me of Tucker Carlson. Oh my God, he was just <laughs> like like stone faced, like what? Yeah. The look Deer on his face caught the headlight. If, if, yeah, you aren't, if, if you aren't showing absolute fealty to him at these rallies or whatever, uh, they'll run you out. His henchmen will run you right out of the event. Mm-hmm. And they've done that to local reporters. And uh, it's not, you know, I mean, there's uh, press organizations that are, you know, filing lawsuits. But, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, yeah. he's used to having his henchmen around to stifle any dissent. And that's what he looked like to me. Like, like, where's my guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's uh, my friends who moved to Florida. They call him Il Duce (laughs) (laughs) because they get mailers literally from the governor's office talking about how wonderful he is. (laughs) I mean, I'm curious if they're using state funds to send those out, you know, and he even ran a um, father out of an interview because Mm -hmm. he questioned him about the. about, about his um, trans standing mm-hmm. on right, and he stood there and he was asking, and he literally walked off the freaking stage. Yep, he's, he's a little coward, right? And uh, I, I, I still remember him berating those kids, those high school kids, for mm-hmm. wearing masks during the pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Charlie Chris said this later: Are you satisfied with your approach to the COVID response, Congressman? Yeah, I'm satisfied with my approach. I would have listened to scientists, unlike the governor. You know, he wants to talk about how we reopened this and we reopened that. You can keep things reopened, but you got to do it with an eye toward what health care providers tell you. Not being arrogant, so arrogant that you won't listen to their advice about when masks are appropriate and later on when they probably are not, like now. We don't need them now. But you take a common sense approach and you do what's right. Ron, I wouldn't pat yourself on the back too much about your response to COVID. We've lost 82,000 of our fellow Floridians. And when you look at the Thanksgiving table, one of those empty seats is probably one of those people for many families watching tonight. And if we had only had the standard of other states in the United States, 40,000 of those people would still be alive, enough to fill Tropicana Stadium in St. Petersburg. That's tragic. That's time. So Governor? He didn't quite acknowledge. He called for harsh 
lockdowns in July of 2020. And if that had happened in this state, it would have destroyed the state of Florida. Our hospitality and tourism industry, which has thrived, uh, would have gone into disrepair. It would have thrown millions of Floridians into turmoil. And I can tell you, as Charlie Crist and his friends in Congress were urging you to be locked down, I lifted you up. I protected your rights. I made sure you could earn a living. I made sure you could operate your businesses. And I work like heck to make sure we had all our kids in school in That's person. Time, Five and days. Your grandma too. <laughs> and we had one of the highest death rates in America, Ron. And over six million of our fellow Floridians have gotten COVID under your leadership. Now that's not something to be boastful and proud about. I'm pro-business. I want to make sure we keep our businesses open. I'm not the governor who attacked Walt Disney World because they deigned to express their point of view. I'm not the governor who attacked the cruise industry because they just wanted to make sure that their customers weren't sick before they got on the boat. That's you. You're the most anti-business governor I've ever seen. Yeah, except for all the businesses that are moving down here and leading the nation in net in migration. And I'm proud, you know, we said seniors first. We worked with nursing homes. We worked with testing with seniors. We did monoclonal antibodies. And the result is 38 Which other states from. had higher COVID mortality yeah. rates for senior citizens than we did in Florida. And I think that that's the approach people should have taken. Focus on the vulnerable population, but make sure you're not locking down the rest of the people. We've thrived as a result. That would not have happened if Charlie Chris had got his way and locked down the state of Florida in July of 2020. Thank you, Governor. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mono, would, would monoclonal mono- therapies only work when you have it, and it's the most expensive uh, mitigation therapy that they have. Yeah, and your biggest campaign donor owns it. There yeah. you go. That helped a little bit, huh? Yeah. And uh, also, uh, he, he didn't, uh, Charlie Chris, the governor, wouldn't have fired this Surgeon General and hired some net nutbag from that front group, the doctors or whatever, America's doctors for whatever they were, that that's a vaccine denier. (laughs) Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's always that pause that makes you go, are you shitting me? Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, I keep saying, don't listen to polls, but they're saying it's a shoe in for DeSantis reelection. How can that be? I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because the, one thing you can you can count on El Duce doing in Florida is keeping the socialists away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then uh, Kathy Hochul was debating Lee Zelton for New York governor. It's in your election. And I, that's not my question. My question oh, is this. Question. I, if this is my question, Ty, yeah. I got a real simple one. This is a yes or no. We'll move right on. Is Donald Trump a great president? I worked closely with him on a, a yes number or no. of important yes policies. Yes or no. But and he's I, allowed to have a, a minute like you. And, and I believe that from our work to combat MS-13 on Long Island, our work to secure what? a $2 billion electron-ion collider for Brookhaven National Lab, and all of the many decades of jobs, not just for the construction, but the research, will be humanity-changing research, oh whether way. it's our work to secure the southern border, strengthening the U.S.-Israel relationship, moving the embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, getting the Abraham Accords opposed 
pushed. Maybe uh, the effort to go after the Iran nuclear deal, which was fatally flawed, and fortunately, he had st he stopped it. When it was the pandemic that hit, and I was calling, picking up the phone, and I got PPE here, and we're getting the approvals for the semi-automated testing, the public lab testing, the private lab testing, bringing the USNS Comfort up to Thank New you. York, bringing the Javits Center online. All of that work is our Thank job. Thank you, Mr. Zelda. I'll take that as a, I would take that as a resounding yes, and the voters of New York do not agree with you. Trump University. Go pricks. Go yeah. pricks. Why haven't, <laughs> by the way, well, speaking of that, why haven't they moved the uh, the embassy back to Tel Aviv? In That's Israel? a great question. Hmm. I well, how much what? money they spent just to move it? Mm -hmm. They yeah. can't move it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they're probably locked into a lease for so many years or something. I don't know. There are several countries in the EU and also Australia who are recognizing, you know, the old, the old center. Yeah. Well, and then uh, Fetter, uh, the Fetterman-Oz uh, debate uh, was Tuesday night, I believe, and we watched it. And um, I was, I thought that Fetterman did okay. He stumbled yeah. a couple of times, but I mean, the guy, yeah. the guy had a stroke. So I mean, yeah, I thought he, did, and I thought that Oz was just, he just ran his mouth nonstop, didn't answer the questions, used all his time to, to basically repeat ad, pack ad, you know, bullshit mm -hmm. against Fetterman. And, and, and it was just, it, he just looked smarmy and yucky. I mean, it was just horrible. But uh, uh, Even after the stroke, I'm putting my money on Fetterman. Well, I think he's going to come through this. Better. Well, and the good thing is, is that a bunch of our friends here in Pennsylvania uh, have already voted for him before the debate already anyway. So, because uh, they mailed their mail-in the ballots debate in like two fared, weeks ago. You know, there's some belief, even the, oh, the hot mic with Schumer and, and Biden, I don't think that that Schumer was saying that that was a lost cause. I I think that, um, you know, the, the, the meme of, you know, I got knocked down and I get back up. That's what makes us Americans. You yeah. know, we get well, knocked down, we get we back do. up. Well, his biggest I think, struggle. I think that's a good message, and that resonates to uh, people in that region, if not overall America itself. Well, his biggest struggle was the question about they they played a clip of him uh, about the fracking. about fracking, saying you know he doesn't support fracking, and then they asked him if you know he now says he supports fracking to you know to address how that, and he just basically kind of froze up and said, I support fracking and that's it, right. you know? But I mean, what he should have said was fracking brings millions, you know, thousands of jobs to Pennsylvania and I've changed my mind and that would have settled it. Yep. It would have settled it. But I, I think that, and, and thank goodness, I hope the people of Pennsylvania realize that when, uh, when uh, Senator Fetterman is going to be making a decision on something, it's not going to be made in, in, in three seconds of a soundbite. Right. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's one of the places that he stumbled. He just had a stroke. He is recovering. Uh, uh, you know, some people, of course, are going to hold it against him. I can't. How can you do that? Uh, if, if he had enough like time to compromise a, a well thought out answer, then he would have. Well, and Joe, you said you didn't watch it because uh, <laughs> it was mental masturbation. Right now. <laughs> but um, you know, then you sent me right after it was over, like Washington Post, New York Times, CNN. Oh, oh it was a disaster. He lost what? the ra he just lost I, I the race. I think the quote, the whole debate that I caught was uh, Oz telling people that uh, the only people that should be deciding abortion issues is a, a woman or doctor, and 
local politicians. Well, local, really? Local political leaders. Yeah. Get the yeah. local dog Get the mayor on yeah. the phone. Yeah. Right. Well, this, yeah. this clip here was actually when we watched it, when he said this, I was like, Boom! Direct patients to do. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he uh, accused you of socialized medicine, supporting socialized medicine. What is your response? Again, again, it's the Oz rule. He's on TV and he's lying. I never never supported any of that thing. You know, he keeps talking about Bernie Bernie Sanders. You know, three three years ago, he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, I love this guy. You know what? Why don't you pretend that you, you live in Vermont instead of Pennsylvania and run against Bernie Sanders? Because all you can do is talk about Bernie Sanders because my truth is is that healthcare is a basic fundamental right and I believe in expanding that and I believe about supporting fighting for healthcare the kind of healthcare that saved my life Thank Dennis you very that much. was dishonest he, he explicitly supported socialized Honest, medicine we have a lot of Sanders. topics to get we to I think we did this Lisa on. you go ahead. we are going to move on to why don't you move to why don't you move to Vermont and run again, pretend you're living in Vermont and run against yeah. Bernie Sanders <laughs> he sounded pretty sharp in that exchange didn't he well that's First because of all, that's because I think he, they make such a big deal out of, out of uh, you know him him hesitating and and that he had trouble. Um, did anybody listen to Herschel Walker who didn't have a stroke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He never had a stroke, and he, he is he never he had a brain. He yeah. never had a stroke, and and he has a harder time putting a, an English sentence together than Fetterman does, who right. had a stroke. I and, am work with the police. <laughs> yeah, and and let me let me say this. Uh, Fetterman is going to recover. Herschel Walker will never. Will never. And mm-hmm. say this: um, we seem to ignore the fact that we actually have two senators who have had strokes, who are currently serving Democratic senators. One yes. had a stroke. Um, believe it was early 2020. Lujan and Holland are both yeah. stroke survivors. Mm-hmm. No questioning that. Right. Well, you know, I mean, the the thing is, is, you know, I mean, what Oz was trying to do and is just like I say, just repeating, you know, pack money ads, smearing Fetterman saying, oh, he smooched off his smooched off his family. He didn't pay his taxes, this and that. And oh, and oh, and he's friends with Bernie Sanders and he supports Bernie Sanders socialized medicine. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, it was just ridiculous. But he's inexperienced, even though he's the lieutenant governor. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he was a mayor before that. Like, right. he's actually won elections. Mm-hmm. But this I, was... I have, I have a question for Oz, though. I mean, just like, just a really mundane tactical question. Or maybe, maybe some advice. This uh, consulting your local political leaders, shouldn't that more rightfully be in planning and zoning? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my, and I, I got to tell you, in my town, it's only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> right. Make- yeah. Well, Michael Nutter was on with Stephanie Rule after that debate, talking about what Dr. Oz said. He's the former mayor of Philadelphia. Michael, take a listen to this particular moment from the debate. and We'll talk about it on the other side. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Walk me through what that's supposed to look like. You're a young, vulnerable, 16-year-old girl dealing with an unwanted pregnancy, and you're supposed to address that with your parents, your doctor, and then what happens? You call a mayor? 
Stephanie, that's bullshit. <laughs> oh! I'm just calling it for what it is. Um, uh, Mr. Oz is avoiding the discussion about Lindsey Graham trying to ban uh, abortion nationally. He didn't want to answer the question. He avoided it as best as possible. You know, by the way, as a black American, you know, oftentimes states' rights have actually just not been good for many of us. So that, right. that he wants to go back to a states' rights uh, argument and avoid uh, the question that was asked, which was about Nancy, uh, uh, Lindsey Graham uh, trying to uh, put a national ban uh, on abortion. Uh, Mr. Oz is a fraud. He's got 10, 11, whatever the number is, houses across the United States of America, none of which are actually in Pennsylvania. Right. He literally parachuted in uh, to uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and is trying That's to steal right. a seat uh, in our state. He is a complete fraud uh, in this race. I, I think under the circumstances, John Fetterman, having had a stroke, uh, actually did very well. He took his time. He made his points. Obviously, this debate format, um, under the best of circumstances, I've seen a few debates in my time, that was not a great format for anyone, uh, but certainly not uh, good for someone uh, who had literally just suffered a stroke. But John was valiant in his effort to try to respond. And if you really listen to what he actually said, he John Fetterman actually tried to answer every question that was asked of him. Mr. Well, Oz was on a campaign uh, rhetoric uh, and actually didn't really say anything uh, that made any difference to the voters of Pennsylvania. Well, let's hope because it was he Oz was just a jerk. I don't know if you saw Lawrence O'Donnell uh, last week address this issue. Did anybody see his his piece the other night? I did. I did not. No. He he opened his show with a book about um, Winston Churchill, and he went on about how Winston Churchill had a stroke, and even his cabinet members didn't even know he had it. And Winston Churchill had many uh, uh, health problems during World War II. I, I did and see when, a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah, when, when many decisions were being made, vital decisions that changed the course of history. And he was a sick man, mm-hmm. and he had a stroke. Yet he's one of the greatest figures in, in, in history, in world history, especially for his leadership of England during one of its worst periods ever. Then he brought up, then he brought up, his counterpart in the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, mm-hmm. who who had to be carried from his limousine by the Secret Service into a wheelchair and into the White House and would never have that filmed or let anybody see him. He had to give a speech. When he would stand to give a speech, he had to cling to the podium and he would sweat bullets to make sure he can give a speech standing up. Mm-hmm. And he was wheeled into a. They said he gave an instance where uh, 
uh, he was wheeled in. He was at a, the, this. Uh, I think it was an ambassador's little girl, or or some official's little girl was in the White House when he was going to. They were having a, a some kind of a presentation, and they wheeled him in in his wheelchair, and she was shocked, and she said, "I would never tell anyone." Hmm. <clears throat> he was a. These were great leaders. Mm-hmm. who had serious health problems during a time when some of the most consequential decisions in world history were being made about truth movements, about our involvements. And these people performed marvelously, historically. And we're talking about Fetterman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Holland, Holland said that in a similar uh, timeline on his stroke, he would not have been able to do what Fetterman did. Yep. Yeah. And as pointed out, Fetterman will get better. Yes. By the time he's seated in Senate? Oz is not. No, I was yeah, listening to, to Holland, and when he was recounting that, it's like, if I didn't know he had a stroke, I wouldn't have known he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the only thing they're keying is keying in on is the uh, the fracking question. They're saying, "Look at there! Ah, oh, look at there!" Really? Yeah. You point at the whole answer. If every answer Oz gave and say the same damn thing. Well, I mean, look at the people Fracking's that live in the areas where the fracking is happening because they can't drink their water because it's so contaminated. There you go. Yeah. You know what? Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about that. They don't show the films anymore of uh, people in Pennsylvania running the, running their uh, tap water and lighting it on fire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I I tell people that when you're down to the point that you're pulverizing rock to get microscopic pockets of gas out of it, maybe you should move on to another source. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not going to stop until every every bit of it's out of there. I know. It's like I we, we got to get the last microscopic bit. It's like a it's like a Monty Python skit. That's yeah. the, it's killing the world. It's killing the world. But I yeah. took issue the other day because you know right now the. Uh, Oh, companies are screaming about they want to buy more leases. They haven't drilled on the leases they've already got. They just like yes. to stack that shit up. Mm-hmm. But here's my issue with that shit. These are public lands. I am under the impression that what's under that fucking land belongs to the American people. Here's the deal with the with what pisses me off about the oil and gas industry. Is that oil and gas, what they pump out of American ground, baby, that's sold on the open market. So every time you see one of these bullshit commercials about American energy, energy and how we can lift our bullshit, they're selling that stuff wherever it make them a, make them a profit, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we keep a lot of it here, but we export more than we import. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, spare me your 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 you know patriotic theme of of, a, of American energy independence. I'll tell you yeah. how greedy they can be. I worked for 10 years in exploration and production. And uh, one of the things, one of the strategies they would do, now you're talking about public lands. Right. They also have what are known as leases to private citizens that they have to pay royalties to. You shut down oh, yeah. the wells, you don't pay the royalty. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, well, the thing with fracking, and, though, is and, and they we can have get like. Up. They have like hundreds of thousands of those kinds of wells, not even counting what's on public land. Mm-hmm. The thing about fracking is, and and the most uh, crucial part of fracking is what they call directional drilling, meaning that uh, you can have your rig on uh, landowner A's property, 
but you can drill down several thousand feet and make a right-hand turn and drill all the way under your neighbor's property and yep. suck out all of his shit you can. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like what we did back in the day when I was working. We did steam injection, and it was, once again, yeah, what it was doing, it was uh, taking the hard, tarry deposits on the formation, you know, the walls of the formation, right. the big the dome underground, and liquefying that enough to be able to pump it out. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, if you're down to that point, maybe we should just let it go. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, <laughs> you know, like you, uh, Justin, I, I have a background in the oil and gas industry. And in part of that time, I was a rig welder. And uh, I don't know how many times I've seen uh, wells drilled mm-hmm. when the price of oil is way down. Yep. And the best thing that company can do is just cap that well. Mm-hmm. Shut it out. You've done drilled it. It's ready to go. Just put a cap on it and walk away from it. Wait mm-hmm. till the price of oil comes up and go back in there, cut the cap off, shoot the well in and bring it in, baby. You're mm-hmm. going to make more money. That's right. It's a game. Well, I well, we used to say like, what's, what's all that, uh, Saudi, what, what, what's all of our Saudi oil doing under their desert? Yeah. Something. So that get there. I always thought, well, if we're going to slant drill, let's get theirs. Yeah. Yep. All we got to do is just bore through the center part of the earth. And, and what harm will that do? Right. Exactly. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no climate change, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, our second largest refinery here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, here in Texas. Right. Uh-huh. Well, well, T, I got a clip here for you. <laughs> Especially for you from ABC's, ABC's The View. Because did you see what Lindsey Graham said with Herschel Walker. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they, this was uh, Whoopi Goldberg's reaction. Says he is against women having abortions, but he pressured me to have one. I'm going to just say right now, you know, guys, I'm done with this foolishness. I've already told people this is a lie and I'm not going to entertain to continue to carry a lie alone. And I also want to let you know I didn't kill JFK either. They're beating all of our guys up, but what is, it, what is it about this guy? He changes the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you are racist. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party's mm-hmm. racist. Well, what mm-hmm. happens when the Republican Party elects and nominates Herschel Walker, an African-American black Heisman clo- uh, Trophy winner, right? Olympian. It destroys the whole narrative. Does it though? <laughs> yeah, does it really? Uh, so, so here's the thing you need to know, Lindsay. No. Just because we see a black person does not mean that we do monkey see, monkey do. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure that you don't know how insulting that is. But let us just say to you: don't ever say that again, because you look ignorant as hell. Don't do that. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know, there is there is nothing more s- cynical than a racist who would put up a t- obviously unqualified person and say they're not racist because we're putting up a black person. Mm-hmm. Unqualified. It, it, unqualified. It, it's the exact same thing. That John McCain. A more intelligent John, black man. Well, there is one running against them. Right. Hello. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Okay. A brilliant man. An an acting senator who actually could be a senator. And this this is the Republican playbook. Back in back in two thousand eight, when 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 John McCain was desperate to beat Barack Obama, he picked a 
obviously unqualified woman, just because she had a vagina, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were the party of women's rights. Well, she could see Russia from her house. But she yeah. had, and she I mean, a- there's nothing more cynical than somebody using a race or a sex and propping them up whether or not they're qualified or not to say, well, see, uh, see, we're, we're not racist anymore. Really? And you think, you think that the African-American community is going to support Herschel Walker over Raphael Warnock, who is a qualified senator? Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We know the whole fact that, that, that he is even running. And, and, and I would just take away color completely. And, and just think to myself, really, that's the best Georgia Republicans have to offer is a man who is difficult to even completing a sentence. Right. Who, who, who's going to sit there in this day and age and brag about the cows on the other side of the fence and, you know, a little something going on here. Well, it's, what the hell? Well, I want to get all goes back to what I was saying before about this disdain about our whole system, our whole democracy and everything it represents. They're thumbing mm. their nose at it. Yeah, but I, but this, can this I is not just, you. I can mean. I just interrupt you for a second? Because we're all white guys. I want T's reaction to that clip. <laughs> That's true. Graham to watch Lucky Lady Lindsay sit there and say, "How can they say we're racist, dude? You pick the lowest possible bottom of the barrel, <laughs> rotten apple." And you've decided you're just going to keep on pushing it out there. No, no, Lindsay, you're not impressed. Hey, Tim Scott. Tim Scott is one of yours as well. Mm-hmm. You think he, he's, your, he's your resident token, my black friend. And now you've got Herschel Walker after having Kanye West during 2020. Right, exactly. You're oh, not, you're, not, you're not getting the mark here, honey. Yeah, well, he Kanye's in the he got himself in trouble. <laughs> I'm I'm Larry Elder's years old, so I'm just saying. <laughs> well, know. and uh, T uh, Joy Reid had um, Michael Steele and Juanita Tolliver on, and they were talking about this. Bothers me about the people who have been trotted out to endorse Herschel Walker. You have Tom Cotton, who said slavery was not so bad. It was a necessary evil. So, you know, he doesn't give a damn about black people. You have Rick Scott, who has already threatened that he's going to attack corporations that wouldn't donate to Republicans. He did the same thing that uh, Marjorie Taylor did. And, And now Lindsey Graham, who, when he had the opportunity to elevate an actual black United States senator and allow him to make a contribution, he undercut his fellow South Carolina senator and destroyed the bill that he was building. If he respects black men, then why didn't he let Tim Scott have that victory and have a legacy of his own? He undercut it. He went to the sheriff. So it's shown you they don't want a thinking black center. He's too much for them. They were like, you can be here a wave quietly and silently wave, Tim Scott. But the minute you try to legislate, Lindsey Graham, your fellow South Carolina senator, is going to cut the legs out from under you. What they want is Herschel, who's going to sit there quietly and nod and nod and nod while he's being pointed to as if he is a prop. Mm-hmm. So here, here to, to that point, here is the question for Lindsey and uh, Cotton and others. So are you going to be holding... Uh, you know, Senator Walker's hand every day walking through the Senate halls? Are you going to be managing his schedule and his calendar? What kind of senator do you think he's actually going to be? What kind of staff (laughs) is he going to be able to put together? 
Are you whoever they be give him? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the reality of it is it goes back to the main point. They have someone that they can ultimately control. They have someone who is not going to be an independent voice for the people of Georgia. Um, there's not going to be, in any instance, uh, an opportunity for uh, the senator to work uh, collaboratively with uh, with maybe even Democrats uh, in the state of Georgia on issues that are important to Georgia, because he'll have this this thing in his ear telling mm-hmm. him always what to do and what to think and what to say. Now, and he's uh, happy to fill that role, too, Michael. I want to emphasize that. that Look at the way he sat there while Lindsey Graham yeah. objectified him and spewed racist uh, statements. But mm. the reality is he doesn't want to have to do the job. I, I want to make that explicitly clear. He's happy yeah. to be told what to do and go along to get along just to be able to say, just I'm the same way he was holding up that fake police badge, hey, I'm in the Senate. Look yeah. how chill this is. I don't have to do anything but what the white men around me tell me to do oh. me senator <laughs> i'm joe me senator me senator <laughs> mm-hmm. i That's am it. work with black or with the uh, I, I am work with police <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. yes oh. Oh, georgia you can do better than that you can do better what, georgia what Lindsay and this whole gambit is doing is it's telling the republican base that it's okay to still be racist and tell people that you're not racist because some of your best friends are black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. one of the oldest dodges in the world. And just by deign of the fact that that statement gets made shows that, well, I guess you're not really thinking of your fellow uh, American as being a full-fledged American, are you? You're still setting them aside as a separate group. I mean, what? it's just... It's a, lack of civ- it's a lack of civics education and, uh, you know... In a nutshell, there's nothing more racist than what Lindsey Graham did there. Exactly. But yep. he grinned. Did you see the grin on his face? Mm-hmm. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was appealing to a per- certain part of the lizard brain of a certain segment of our bigoted society. Why, you can't call me racist. Look how well I treat my slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, that's like when it's the plantation the owners used to used to pick or choose who they would bring in to be their personal servants inside, right? But, but, but the thing with that is, anytime somebody brings that up, I always say, "But they were still on the plantation, mm-hmm. right? Didn't right. matter what they were. No, they dressed them up in but, white man's clothing, but still on the plantation, right? And, still on and the plantation. I think that's and exactly still, the still, position they're going to put." Uh, and Herschel still, Walker and in. still owned by the be the plantation owner. Exactly. Right. They were still property. Well, oh, they they ate better food and they had better lodging and they had better clothes, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Lindsey Graham is doing with Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's, but if they got out of line, they would be beat like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Well, well, let, let's let's close out the show with this uh, the rest of that clip from the View. I mean, you know, it it doesn't work that way. It may work that way for you because we know what you're doing. Okay, we know what you're up to, but we don't just go get people because they look the right way. We actually have to find the people that can actually do the damn job. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Well, I think that's the sad thing about this. I think the sad thing about this is, you know, Herschel Walker is woefully underqualified for this job. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he was chosen and also supported by Trump is because Raphael Warnock, the senator in Georgia, is black. And they wanted someone who was black 
to confront him, it's a fool, to oppose him. We don't know what to, we can't tell each other apart. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I think it's sad that the GOP is using Herschel Walker in that way, and he's letting himself be used, because mm -hmm. I really do think he's being used. Um, and I think he probably has. I think willingly. But, but he, he's, willingly. Yeah. He's literally a flawed character, and the thing that blows my mind is all you'd need to say if you were Herschel Walker is, this happened, you know, and this was the best decision for us at the time. I am a changed man. I've yeah. gone to church. Something. I've been saved by the Lord, and I am, a, you know, people would be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. But he's a like, liar. But he is a liar, and this is the problem. He's not only lied about this. If this were a standalone lie, he has said not only the, 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 that he's been in law enforcement, that he's been an FBI agent, that he owns the yeah. largest minority-run yeah. business with 800 employees when he had eight. He lied about where he, he said he graduated yeah. top 1% of his class. You guys, these are provable facts. I don't think these are just lies. I think yeah. A lot of Republicans, we criticize Democrats for playing into identity politics, but that's kind of exactly what we're doing here. This, this was is. not the most qualified candidate by any means to run for the Senate. And what frustrates me is, so now we have multiple accusers. I think 10, I think 15 could come forward, and it wouldn't change the fact that Republicans no. have decided he's wearing the jersey, so we're standing by him. Yeah, it, It's disappointing to me that that's what our politics has gotten to, is it's win at all costs, regardless of the qualifications. And by the way, as a Republican who does want Republicans Republicans to take back the Senate if they're sane, if they're qualified, if they're responsible. There are paths to victory that don't go through Georgia. You've got O'Day in Colorado who's outperforming expectations, running as a moderate, as somebody who wants to grow business and help the state. We don't need to elect somebody who's woefully unqualified. I don't know. You know, I think we're looking at this all the wrong way because I think we should start counting the women that Herschel Walker has not mocked, knocked up <laughs> and taken for an abortion at this point because the number is growing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Lindsey Graham says he's such a role model because he has a Heisman. Well, Warnock is a pastor, yeah. and he has two master's degrees and, and, God on and a his PhD, okay. and he's and he's quite smart. <laughs> yeah. So you know, the only reason that these Republicans are surging the way they are, I talked about this in the meeting this morning, is because of this dark money that's going into the Republican candidates. Mm -hmm. They're buying the Senate races, and they they're flooding the airwaves with nasty, nasty uh, lies about the Democrats, uh, and that's that's it. And people are fooled by that, you know? If you keep bombarding people with a the lie, they will believe it. Ask, ask uh, uh, Goebbels from World War II, yeah. the big lie. You keep saying it, and it, they think it's true. There you have it. The big lie. And it keeps getting told. That's why you had that, that panel of people, of Republican voters in the Pittsburgh area. See, there's a difference between the parties. The Democrats drummed uh, uh, Al Franken right out of the Senate. Mm -hmm. yep. For no good reason, right? In my view, okay. And but the Republicans see they don't care what they did or what they are or whether they're qualified. As long as there's an R after their name and we could put their unif the uniform on them, go. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, the difference between the party. Yep. Yep. That is a lack of accountability. They will not hold anyone. Nope, this is my guy. No matter what, he can lie as much as he wants. I'm not going to turn on yeah, him. That's the thing. I'm not going to hold him accountable. It's well, not that that we don't know that the the, the the Republican Party has turned into an et, et unethical, immoral, uh, criminal enterprise. It's that his their supporters don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They, they they don't give a shit if they're they're breaking the law or stealing the money or or taking away their rights. Yep. It, they whip out the, you know, it just pisses me off all the time. I'm a fucking veteran. 
I hate it when I start seeing, and I know people around, they wave the flag every fucking day, maybe. They're, they're, they, they proclaim themselves to be the most patriotic Americans you can, mm-hmm. you can be. And yet they still support uh, this, this, this asshole Trump and the Republican Party maggot crowd uh, that, that is anything but mm-hmm. uh, uh, concerned with, with the democracy that we have. Or how far this this land? They're more they're more in bed with Russia than than America, baby. That's right. I I get pissed. I get pissed. Yeah, I think I, we all do. But John, with that, tell people where they can check you out. Well, you can find me right down the block. I'm outside Monaco. Uh, you can find me on on uh, Facebook under John Britabo, on uh, YouTube at a blue dot in Texas, on TikTok at a blue dot in Texas, on Twitter at blue dot in Texas, anywhere else on the Tim Cormall Show. Anywhere we can get our voice going, because we want to motivate you to get your ass out there and vote. It's this is it's all on the line this time, baby. Take it for real. Take it serious. Get your ass out there and vote. Thank you, John. Amen. I'm, you, uh, amen. There, injustice. Last I checked, you can still find me on Twitter. They haven't banned me yet <laughs> at Justice yep. Putnam, and you can also find me on Netroots Radio five mornings a week for West Coast Cookbook and Speakeasy, and also I curate poetry at Black Coes, a subgroup on Daily Coes. All right, thank you, Justice and T. You can find me at T Brown one o five Tickety Top or on Spotify Conversations Tea Time with T. Come on by. So you got two t- two TikToks, right? 105 and with 7777? Yes, I did. All right. Thank you so much, T. And Joe? Uh, you cannot find me on Twitter. <laughs> 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 That's been burned. But, but uh, you can, can find me. But you can find me on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And on WordPress, where we put the Clown Car update every week. And on Friday nights, 7 to 10 Eastern. It came from Cleveland. Over on RadioForHumans.com. I'm still there. I didn't burn those bridges. I don't intend to. But boy, that Twitter bridge. <laughs> That's ready. That one's radioactive. <laughs> no, not even that infrastructure money is going to bring that back. <laughs> Nothing's bringing that one back. <laughs> You'll have to come back as Marnus 4. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Huh. I, I might have fun with them and, and put up fake accounts. Please show do, them Joe. that it's Please. so easy. It's so easy to get around them. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Joe. And you can follow me, Tim Cormall, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. I only watch crazy cat videos, so you can give me a follow, but I'm probably not going to follow you, follow you back. <laughs> so, and uh, with that, we'll close out with this week's uh, song from our good buddy, Lauren Mayer. She was on vacation this week. And uh, so she didn't do a new song, but she actually posted one. Uh, a repeat from 2014, and sadly, it's not changed. So this is the Climate Change Denial song. <laughs> Believe it or not, Lauren, take it away, and we will see you all soon. Look at what's happening to us. It isn't some liberal hoax, but apparently most of today's GOP is way too attached to the coax. Winter, the science is proven and true. 
Gravity art. 